iHeartRadio presents Tom Brokaw. Now hear this. 45 years ago this month, I got a dream assignment from NBC News. I was a new White House correspondent to cover Richard Nixon in what he hoped would be the opportunity for him to clear up all the questions about Watergate. Already, some of his principal aides were headed to the jail. Haldeman, Ehrlichman, John Dean, and others. But Nixon insisted that he was innocent. He knew nothing about the break-in at the Democratic Party headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. But one of the principals, one of the burglars, later told a judge, in fact, they were operating under the auspices of the White House and senior members of the administration. That was just the beginning of the fall of 1973. Nixon did everything he could to look presidential. He got involved in the Gulf of Sinai War in the Middle East, helping out the Israelis, probably saving them before it was all over. He went to Russia to try to strike a new arms deal with Brezhnev, but he failed at that. In fact, he left the country with his tail between his legs, but he never stopped trying to be presidential. He rallied his supporters in Arizona and other places across the country, trying to show that he was still the president of the United States. And does this sound familiar? He went to Congress and he said, this investigation has been going on for more than a year. That's long enough. It's time to bring it to a close. Of course, the big question included this one, which proved to be his undoing. What was on those White House tapes, the recordings that he made in the Oval Office? We do know that there was an 18-and-a-half-minute gap clumsily erased. But what else was there? Pat Buchanan, one of his faithful advisors, said, Mr. President, burn those tapes. They're in your possession. They'll never be able to recover them. But for reasons that only he understood, he hung on to the tapes. And by the spring of that year, it was increasingly clear that they contained damning evidence against him. In late July, the U.S. Supreme Court, eight members, because one had served in the administration of Richard Nixon, eight members ruled unanimously the president had to give up the tapes. And when he did, we knew just how guilty he was. All this sound a little bit familiar? The defensiveness, the encouragement to try to end the investigation as quickly as possible? We didn't have tweets in those days, but the president took after the press with an equal amount of venom. In the end, however, the evidence did him in. We're now going into this same period for President Trump. He's now saying that he would be willing to sit down with a special investigator if the questions are worked out in advance. He's also willing to say to his supporters around the country, it's not me, it's the press. So there is a certain amount of harmony in what happened to Richard Nixon and then what is happening now to Donald Trump. But in fairness to Donald Trump, the final decision is not yet in. And for all the cheering on the Democratic side, he deserves, like any other member of the American citizenship, to be judged only on what the evidence shows and not what the speculation is. But the similarities cannot be escaped. Watergate, 1973-1974, Donald Trump, 2018, and we'll see what 2019 brings. I'm Tom Brokaw for iHeartRadio. Now hear this.